Welcome back to the Mammy Show. This is your host, Rohit. Today we have Phil. Phil is the serial entrepreneur based in UK, and Phil is the TV host and the podcast host as well. And Phil is also known for the billionaires in boxes and for the failure guy. So thank you, Phil, for getting into the show. Thanks for having me here. It's going to be fun. So would you just like to give us a quick background of yours and how you guys started and everything and so on? Yeah, so um, I never wanted to be in business at all. Uh, I certainly never wanted to be a business consultant or coach. That was that was not what I wanted. Um, I'm a former professional athlete. So uh, depending on where you're listening to this, I, I'm either former professional football or professional soccer, uh, depending on where you are listening. Um, the one with the foot and the ball <laughs> rather than the hand in the air. Great. Um, but uh, so I got medically retired in my early 20s and, and had to go and retrain. So I retrained as a, as a surveyor and, and went and worked in the corporate world rose very quickly through and, and got to board level and um and then kind of did what a lot of people do got sick of the corporate world and decided i was going to go and do it on my own uh so i went and set up a number of businesses and realized that i had absolutely no idea how to win clients like i didn't know this bit like i could i couldn't figure this bit out right um i i, I you know having worked for in, in the corporate world you know, I chose projects by looking at my emails and picking the one that looked best. I never had to find the leads. Right. Um, so I didn't know what to do with this. And I was pretty close to having to go back and get a, a quote unquote real job um, again, because this was, wasn't working. And one of the things that came to me was I'd previously bought and well, I previously grown and sold uh, two sports podcasting networks. One of them I'd bought, one of them I'd started from scratch. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that was fascinating about those podcast networks was the ability to network. It was the relationships that were created with that, right? I was able to get onto, uh, you know, intermediate interviews to interview some of the best players and managers around the world, all because I had a podcast that frankly was nothing more than me and a few of my friends moaning about football after a game <laughs> like this. Like it, these are the conversations that people have in the bars and pubs after a sports game. You know, this was, it was nothing more sophisticated than that, but yet people gave it a level of authority and credibility. So I wondered whether I could use that for business. So what I did was a very primitive strategy. And I thought, you know, I'm going to invite a hundred CEOs of my dream clients, like the businesses that I would love to work with onto a podcast to build a relationship with them and just yeah. see what happens. Just yeah. see what happens. Fast forward three months, I've now got 21 people working for me full-time globally to deliver these projects. The business is absolutely exploded. Fast forward a few more years, I sold both of those businesses, didn't know what I wanted to do from that point, but I had a lot of people contacting me saying, how did you win that client? How did you get that TV show? How did you get that keynote speaking gig? How did you get that government deal? How did you get that you know, official body? How did you get that work how did you do that and i thought well i'll teach them how to do it right i'll show them how i did it through podcasting through radio through television through media through networking which is at the heart of all of this um fast forward to today we've been ranked number one in the world for the past five years at teaching people how to do this and businesses has never been better as they say got it so like podcast was the hash one and podcast is still the hash one. yeah so i think Podcasting is the platform, right? Because I think a lot of people try and run a podcast like a TV or radio show. So it's all about how do we get more listeners? How do we get more subscribers? How do we get sponsorship? How do we get advertising? Yeah. 
my way of looking at that is completely different. So our podcast gets a million downloads per month. I, we're a top 5% ranked podcast. The audience does not matter to me. Like I care about them. Don't get me wrong. And if they're learning from this, then great. But like, that's not why I'm doing it. The reason I'm doing it is because I'm using it as a networking tool to meet the people who I want to do business with, who I want to become clients, who I want to turn into partners, who I want to learn from. Um, I mean, look at this interview right now, right? If you can't, and this isn't, bragging by any stretch of imagination if you contacted my team and said hey listen i want to have an hour one-on-one with phil Mm -hmm. they say sure no problem here's a five thousand dollar invoice uh-huh right but if you invite me onto a podcast i'm working with you and giving you these answers and giving you these ideas for free in return for exposure so the more exposure that you can give somebody the bigger that trade becomes yeah so the bigger the guest the bigger the conversations the bigger everything it becomes just a win-win for both, for the speaker, Correct. And host, obviously. Everything has to be a fair trade, right? Because you, you can't contact the president of a country and say, hey, can we have a chat for half an hour? Because there's loads of value in it for you and no value in it at all for them. So even if you're not trading financially, there has to be an exchange that's fair. And that exchange can be, your time is valuable, but so is my network. So let's exchange those two things and build a relationship and get to know each other. I got it. So would you like to tell like how you get into entrepreneurship? You said you are the B2B consultant for many years now. I didn't want to be a B2B consultant. Um, <laughs> so yeah. so it, it was more that because I'd found something that worked, people wanted to learn how to do it from me. And, and, and I, I, I'm a big scholar of business. I love learning about what's working, what's not. I constantly want to be on the front end. I like being the guy that challenges the status quo. So for me, this, if, if somebody says, oh, we do this because this is the way we've always done it. I say, well, how can we improve that? How can we change that? How can I get from step one to step 10 and not have to do those ones in the middle? That's always been the way that my mind works. So as a result, that's why the business consultancy has been so successful because I can often see in other people's businesses areas that they can strengthen rapidly, that they can increase their authority, their revenue, their reach. That I don't know if you've ever heard the expression, it's too close to the woods that you can't see the trees, right? So you're... You're yeah. so close that you can't even see what's happening. But, you know, so, think of it this way for your listeners who haven't heard that saying. If you're lost in the middle of the forest, you're like, I have no idea how to get out. But somebody with a drone and a bird's eye view can say to you, oh, it, the, the exit's just there. Like, just go down here and then you're out because we're further removed from it. So we have a clearer picture. So combine that with somebody like me who constantly likes to be learning and challenging and finding new ways of doing things. And you have a recipe for success. But as I said, my intention was never to be the business consultant. It was when you do it for a number of years and everybody that you help makes money and then they keep coming back and referring people, suddenly you have a business. That's right. Like it's just all about all about the experience, you know, like like from last 10 years, like when you could just giving the advisors to people being working as an advisor. Yeah. And obviously like person becomes a consultant over the period of time and mm-hmm. learning, get doing mistakes and getting over the things and just keep doing it. Got it. Definitely. And you said like you get like in what year you got started with podcasting and how long is it now? Is it 10 years, five years or more than that? Now? So 14 years since I started podcasting. Um yeah, so 14 years, 14 years ago was the first time I started podcasting, maybe even 15 at this point. 
um and it was originally done it was to show you how old school this was it was originally recorded on a skype conversation where you couldn't even record the skype conversation you had to record your computer's audio whilst <laughs> on the skype conversation um and you know we we use soundcloud and things to release the 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 yeah. footage i think there was an even earlier platform we used actually that i'm not even sure it still exists um but you know we were podcasting before anybody knew what podcasting was um in fact we didn't even really know what podcasting was we just we just wanted an opportunity as friends who lived all over the world to watch football and sports and talk about it together and we thought we might as well release this people will probably enjoy this they'll enjoy the banter they'll enjoy the conversation and it kind of grew grew from there but podcasting has changed significantly since then that said strategy and formula of using podcasting for networking relationship building has never been better because more people now know what podcasting is and are looking to do it you know like so and now at this time i guess podcasting is pretty powerful so like and i've been in touch with the bunch of my business friends as well like in the podcasting is the one we guys are the business owners or entrepreneurs or the company founders can obviously use to get the marketing done right yeah correct correct i mean i think um we we live in a society now where everybody's creating noise right there's all these streaming channels facebook's targeting you with adverts every five minutes you're getting email marketed to death every time you go online there's another advert and what's happened is we've become desensitized to adverts so adverts are no longer as efficient as they once were they still have an impact but people are looking for more of a human-centric relationship so utilizing technology to allow that human-centric relationship to happen is a smart way of doing that. So with podcasting, you know, I was, I was just saying this to a client just before I got on this call. I am not as good at copywriting as I am at talking. I cannot get that message across in writing. But if you hear me, you hear how passionate I am. You hear what I do. You understand me. So yeah. instead of creating a big email marketing campaign with a load of writing, I would rather send them a copy of this interview and say, here's what we discussed. You should go listen and see what you think, because that's far more likely to have an impact. So for business owners, I think what they're understanding now, even if they haven't understood the networking piece, it's that they've understand understood using the power of their voice to network. And with podcasting being such an easy barrier free, you know, platform and medium, there is nothing to stop them from saying, well, we can do a podcast. We can appear on other people's podcasts. We can start our own podcast and use it yeah. for marketing. Why not? And like, so you, and, and, I, and I have also seen like five, you, you, like you are the top five person TV host as well. You said you're the podcast host and it's been from last 15 years. How was the like beginning and now what challenges have you faced were there any challenges and so on? And you have also said like you have been sold the podcast for a million dollars and so on. Like, mm. yeah. So how was the journey so far? It's always evolving, I think, is the important thing. And, and I'm, I've, I'm constantly trying to work out what, what it can do or, or rather what else it can do. What more can it do? Because it, I've, I've literally used podcasting in the television channel for everything. And when I say everything, I mean everything. I've used it for work. Mm-hmm. I've used it for investment. I've used it to fix my health and my wellness. I've used it to learn things spiritually. 
I've used it to get dinner reservations. I've used it to, um, you know, upgrade flights. I've used it for everything, right? So I think the, the point of this is if you think about any form of media, but particular podcasting and television, if you think of that as a spotlight, so whatever you use that spotlight to illuminate is going to become brighter, is going to become clearer. So if you want to use it to win more clients, aim it at clients and you will win more clients. If you want to aim it at learning from people and networking. So a great thing to do when you're early in your career is to start a podcast to interview mentors and authors who you want to learn from. Because if that's what you're aimed at, you're going to learn a lot from it. You're going to really develop from it. So has it been challenging? Yeah, of course it's been challenging, but anything worth doing is challenging. Um, but I will, I will say this, as much as it's been challenging, it has always been fruitful and it has always yeah. been successful. Yeah. And it's always been like having an experience getting in and evolving over the time. Like, mm. uh, like well, everything evolves. You're either learning or you're earning. Like has, has everything gone well? No, there has been mistakes made. There have been things that I've done that I've thought, mm, I didn't like that. Maybe we shouldn't do that again. There's been things that I did like. There's been things that I didn't like. But the joy of that is, and, and maybe that's why my clients love it so much, is I'm now able to teach them the stuff that I really liked that worked and help them to avoid all that stuff that didn't work and that I didn't like. So for them, it's just a they get to come in after the end of 14 years and just take exactly what works and go with it. Because yeah. I've had to, you know, I've made this recipe a million times and I've burnt it more times than I can remember. But now I know how to make the perfect recipe. And you are getting paid for those 14 years, not for just one year, obviously. Correct. Yeah, absolutely. Or uh, well, the whole way through. I mean, we, we've sold businesses that way. Um, we've, we've grown clients that way. Um, you know, we've won uh, keynote speaking gigs at major events that have produced millions of dollars worth of revenue. And we met those people through podcasting. So, yeah, po podcasting. And, and now television is taking up that mantle as well. Television is another great way of doing that. Um, again, if you, if you've got a television show that reaches 20 million homes plus, you can attract some great guests and build great relationships with them. So I, I, I have a life mission and my life's mission is to create endless opportunities to champion the underdog. So I like the fact that as our business earns, learns and grows, yeah. all of that content is recorded so that other people who are trying to start their business or grow their business they can listen to that and they can learn as we are learning. They can learn at the same time. They can go back and listen to things that we did five years ago, if that's where they are in their business right now, and essentially follow a content blueprint as to how to grow and evolve their own businesses. We guys have even just started the Mary show three months back. We guys are going good, inviting guys like you. <laughs> and just enjoying getting experience. It's, it, it's a fun for me as well. It's a fun for the people I have in this company as well. I think I am just mm -hmm. loving it. I think I, am just, I used to talk a lot. So I'm just sharing my experience over here as well, getting to know a bunch of people, getting to know a bunch of business friends I have. Yeah, and absolutely. just sharing the values, you know, like how they got job done and how these guys are going through. And it's been fun. Well, a great example of that is I, I talk a lot in my work about industry and geographical cross-pollination. So what I mean by that is you get to learn from people who are in your industry around the world. So I'll give you an example, right? Let's say that a tech company has established how to do lead generation really, really well. They know that perfectly. What they're not good at 
is speaking on stages or knowing how to position themselves with authority. Like they don't know how to do that. They're not good at that. However, you've got coaches and consultants who are really good at presenting themselves and really good at speaking from stage, but they don't know how to do the lead generation piece. They're struggling for leads. They're going, well, where's my next client coming from? How do I stand out from the crowd? So the tech industry can learn the stage presence and how to get the events from the coaches and consultants, but the coaches and consultants can learn lead generation from the tech business. So instead of us all sitting there trying to reinvent the wheel going, Hmm, how do we do this? I like to just ask people because if I bring enough smart people into a room together, which I'll talk about in a second, but if I bring enough smart people into a room together and ask the question, it's not just my knowledge that's important now because I get to hear someone else go, oh, I did that five years ago. We did this, this, this. Would you like me to send you an email on how we did it? It's like, yes, you've just saved me a year of mistakes and yeah. hundreds of thousands of dollars. Thank you yeah. for doing that. Yeah. And, and that's why we, so I created a, a networking event. It's called Profitable Networking Monthly. We advertise it on LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. Um, it meets once a month. There's about, I think for this next one, which is in September, uh, 28th of September, not sure when this podcast goes out, but it's on 28th of September. There are 1,300 people signed up on LinkedIn and 400 people signed up via email. Now, I expect a couple of hundred people to show up live. The rest won't, but I will still market to all of those people afterwards. And out of the few hundred people that show up live, there will be learning, there will be networking, there will be best practice sharing, there'll be podcast opportunities, media opportunities, client opportunities, you name it, because it's industry and geographical cross-pollination. This is great people from all over the world coming and sharing what they do. And everybody, including me, sometimes especially me, will (laughs) learn from that probably as much as I will earn from it. I will learn things and go, that's really clever. I should do that. Why haven't I done that? So I don't always have to be the smartest person in the room. Sometimes the best thing that you can do is be the person that brings together the great minds because then amazing things are going to happen. Awesome. And like, would you like, would you like to also tell something about the talk about like the podcast, which you are like the podcast, which you have had in like in billionaires and boxes, you know, you know, mm-hmm. and failures guy. So we'd like to share some insights with that, like what that specifics for and like what the audiences are like a complete base, you know, like how it got started and what's the complete persona of that podcast. Well, Billionaires in Boxes started in the same way that most of my podcasts start, which is they have no listeners and I use them as a networking tool. So I look at who do I want to meet? Who do I want to do business with? Who do I want to learn from? And that's, that's where they started, um, and which is why anybody can do that, right? Because uh, I used to say, and I still say, you can make seven and eight figures from a podcast that has zero listeners. You know, the strategy to make a million dollars from a podcast and the strategy to get a million downloads from a podcast are two completely different strategies so you have to decide what it is you're aiming for are you using this to become instagram famous or are you using this to grow your business because you need you need to make the decision based on that yeah Uh, um it's also then about looking at contents so you know we have two global radio stations that air our content for a long time one of those radio stations was in india because india is very big with radio radio is still a very big thing in india but they're struggling to always have content because they have to pay to constantly create new content. So I went to one of the largest radio stations in Mumbai and I said to them, 
I have these podcast interviews. They're interviewing Western business leaders. Would you like the content? And they took it off me. And suddenly it was now in front of hundreds of thousands of people in India on the radio. So there's, there's always things that you can do when you think outside the box, right? When you, when you think, think, look at things through a different lens, there's a very famous saying, right? And it's a, it's an Einstein quote and it's, Doing the same thing and expecting different results is the definition of insanity, right? That's so, the biggest truth of being success in just one thing. Like correct. entrepreneurs always get done with this, or all the successful people go to, go with this hundred percent. Correct. So, and it's very true, right? The the saying is incredibly true. So, what that means in business is this: you can't think like everybody else and expect to get better results than they're getting. It's not going to work. Like if you're going to behave like everybody else, you're going to get what everybody else is getting. So when everybody else looks at podcasting or YouTube or television as how do we get more subscribers? How do we get more downloads? How do we get sponsorship and advertising? You need to be the one that says, I don't care about any of that. How do I build more relationships? How do I learn more things? How do I grow my business? Yeah. Initially, I guess that will be the only goal. you like, I think I have seen people like the from the initialization. They, how can I earn more? How, to, how can I be more famous on Insta? Or how can I just get more followers? But I think that's not the only case. You can build more relationships, build a big community, probably post valuable content. I guess so. So, so our community grew because I didn't care about the community growing. Does that make sense? So there are other people who focus a lot on how to grow their listeners and they might have 10,000 downloads. I didn't care about the listeners and now we have over a million downloads. Uh-huh. And the reason for that is I'm not putting on a show. I'm not doing something to try and capture more likes on Facebook or more clicks on Instagram. I'm doing something because it's what's important to grow my business. I want to learn things. Yeah. I want to grow. I So as a result of those things, People have listened to that and gone, hey, he's learning a lot here. He's making a lot of money from this. If we listen to the same interviews, we can learn the same things. We can grow our business. We can make money too, which is where we got to the top 5% within the podcasting world. Television followed suit because we took the same approach again. But my intention was never get to, to never get to those numbers. That was not what I wanted it for. Am I pleased that it happened? Absolutely. Is it why I did it? Definitely not. Definitely not. Because look, put it this way. If I met a hundred people on a podcast and ended up making a million dollars from those people and then never got a single download on those hundred episodes, do you think I care? Yeah, no. yeah. I don't care. Right. But if I met a hundred people on those podcasts and I got a million downloads, but never made a single dollar, do I care? Yes, I care a lot. Right, because it didn't do anything. It's just taken lots and lots of time and achieved nothing. So it's all about changing how your perspective and how you go about things. Okay. So at the end, you like would you like to give some few tips in like the benefit of podcasting with scale businesses, companies, even startups, even we guys are getting started. You know, like yeah, yeah. What do you want to like share about the insights and like? how this will be going to get benefit in podcasting and can grow like 10k and k and so on i think there's there's probably two things that i would give as advice so number one is to be as authentic as possible be be the real you because if you're going to use this for networking for marketing for content 
you want people to experience the real you, right? And, and, a, and a great example of this is that we've all worked with clients we really wish we hadn't right? We've all worked with clients who we think that guy was a douche. Like I never want to work with them again. Right. And being your genuine self, people will either like you or they will dislike you. And both of those things are good because if they dislike you, they're not the kind of person that you should be working with. But if they like you, they're the perfect client for you to be working with. But how can they know if they like you or dislike you, if you're not being genuine, if you're not being authentic? You have to be yourself is point number one. Point number two is even if you're really nervous about starting your own podcast, there are some great platforms. Now, I'll give you three and your, your listeners three pod platforms that I really like. Um, mm-hmm. One of them is called podmatch.com and you can sign up for these things for free, right? One of them is called podmatch.com. Um, it's owned by a friend of mine, Alex Sanfilippo. Hi, Alex, if you're listening. Great guy. <laughs> Love what he does, right? Love the platform. Another one's owned by another friend of mine, a guy called James Mulvaney. That's called matchmaker.fm, matchmaker.fm. And then there's another one called podbooker.com. Those three sites alone will give you access to hundreds of thousands of podcast hosts who are looking for guests, who are looking to speak to you right now. So if you go through those guests and uh, those shows, sorry, and you look at who could be a good customer and who could be a good partner, I use the four Ps purchaser, partner, promoter, platform. If they're one of those four things, message them and get on their show. Go and build a relationship with them. You do not have to have your own podcast to do this. And because those sites are free and they a lot of people use Zoom to do the interview or whatever, it's completely free to start. There is nothing stopping you. You can finish this podcast interview when we're finished Go and sign up for those platforms and tomorrow have your first interview. There is nothing stopping you from doing that. But if you go and build relationships with people, I'm not saying go on that podcast and start saying, hey, let me sell you something. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about building a relationship. What, What you want that person and their audience to say is this. Wow. If that's what I get from this person for free, what do I get when I pay them? That's the mindset that you want them to have. That's the long term as well and big contracts as well in future. Oh, massive. Well, actually, you say in the future, you know, uh, it, there's no reason it can't happen very quickly. I have a client who I taught this to two weeks ago. His second podcast, he won a $250,000 contract <laughs> on his second podcast, right? And this, it, this works as quick as you implement it, this works. The better you're targeting, this works. Does it come down to your ability to network in things? Of course it does. But here's the reality. You're only going to get better at those things by practicing. You don't get better at those things by sitting at home, not doing them. You've got to get yourself out there. You've got to have the conversations. Do you have anything else to share? Even though we guys are also getting started with the Mary Show, I think like we will be trying to get a little more bigger, making this show like much more famous in next one year, two year, and so on. Yeah, because yeah. it's just getting started like three months. And for the viewers, do you have any other more tips to and you were also talking about the difference between the becoming an Instagram famous or or, or you were talking about the generating million dollars from the podcast or just getting sure. from the podcast. Like what was that? Just so, so what I, what I would say is when you want to grow your podcast, you should be thinking about two things and two things only learning and earning. That's it. So it's not about, 
you know, how many downloads can I get? How many listeners can I get? That will happen as a byproduct of you doing this properly. So you don't need to focus on it. That will happen when it's supposed to happen, right? So your focus should be on two types of guests. Guest type number one is people that you can make money with, people that you can partner with, people that you can collaborate with, people that can become customers and buy your services and your products. That's the first type of people that you should be looking for. The second type of people that you should be looking for is people who are in your space or potentially even in other sectors who know something that you want to know. They're good at something that you're still trying to figure out. Interviewing those people is how you're going to learn. And like I mentioned earlier, this is like a mini mentorship session. This is like a mini strategy session, but you've not had to pay for it. You're getting it in exchange for the content. So if you're lining up those types of people, you will always do well. So you have to look at people in those two camps. Am I going to earn from this person or am I going to learn from this person? Because if the answer is no, you shouldn't be interviewing them. Obviously, obviously. But a lot of people find themselves in a position where it's like, I just need to keep interviewing people so that we can produce more content because then we'll get more downloads. It's nonsense. You're, you're, you're wasting your time. You might as well stop and try email marketing. It's not going to work. And that's obviously something like we should be always focusing on the quality over the quantity. Massively, yeah. massively. So it's, it's that earning and learning. Focus on those two things because, you know, it's better to be famous for 500 of the right people than 5 million of the wrong people. Amazing. Sounds good, you know. I think that's all from my side. Like, I think it's been amazing to get started with the podcasting and having a bunch of benefits to start the business grow rapidly, you know, when I'm going to get in. I think that's all. That's all, Phil, for getting into the show, for sharing your insights, viewpoints, and so on. And we will love to probably invite in the next season and so on if we will be having getting more into podcasting and something rules right. and something special. Yeah. Sounds great. Yeah, I'd love to. Well, well done for joining the podcast world. It's a lot of fun. Uh, keep going. One of the things that you often find is that people stop podcasting quite quickly when they realize they're not getting as many downloads as they like or it's taking too long to produce and edit the shows. But here's the thing. If your focus is on learning and earning, it doesn't matter to you how many people are listening. It doesn't matter to you how many people are downloading. It doesn't yeah. matter to you how it long it took to edit because it's the relationship. So if you focus yeah. on those two things, you'll be podcasting for a long time and you'll be very successful. Amazing. Awesome. Well, thanks. Thank you, Bill. Thanks, Phil. Thank you so much. <laughs>